Hello, and welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, rate, review, and subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We want to hear your thoughts on the movies and shows we review. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or our YouTube channel, and we will read them during the show. Or reach out to us on social media. We love talking all things entertainment and pop culture with you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hi, Ashley. Well, hello, darling. We're at this thing called podcasting yet again. We are. And it just keeps getting better. I mean, our last two recaps were so much fun. I'm thinking about Unprisoned. Mm-hmm. The brand new Hulu series starring the Carrie Washington and the Delroy Lindo. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. Came out on Tuesday and brand spanking new the fantastic recap throwback the first wives club yes jazz that was hands a fun conversation a very fun <laughs> conversation for sure yeah that just gave us opportunity to uh have a love fest over something that we have been do, planning to do one about for a while so Yes. Your love for us and the audience on that one, for sure. For sure. All right. So this week we have a lot of quick headlines lined up and one very hot, hot topic. So first, I am taking a look at men's health. Larsa Pippen says she and Scotty had sex four times a night every night it continues by saying i never had a day off for 23 years ashley this revelation came up during the reunion special for the real housewives of miami someone did the math they were like if you're curious, that comes out to being 33,488 sexual encounters over the course of the entire marriage. Ashley, cap or no cap? Wow, that's not the question I was expecting. I'd say no cap. I mean, I feel like there's no reason at this point in time for her to fabricate what she was out here doing with old Scotty and somebody was like what well, makes sense because he had a lot of back issues so it's like validation oh <laughs> <laughs> of what they were probably getting into but when I when I first saw you know who I immediately thought of for all my Golden Girls fans out here there was an episode where Rose was talking about the fact that her and Charlie her husband had sex every single night for their entire marriage and Blanche was like no wonder you've never seen I Love Lucy because <laughs> I was thinking she had never seen an episode of I Love Lucy and she was like but Rose you never talk about sex she was like well I have to be honest usually the people who are talking about it are the ones who don't really do it that much so Whoa. you know I feel like you know, for Larsa, there's there's nothing in my mind for her to gain to say this if it's a lie. I mean, it's I guess it's a headline 
that could be the reason. But otherwise, I mean, she with all her old young tenderoni. So I'm sure she was getting her swerve on. I don't know about four times a night. Maybe she went four times a day. Can we, what hours? What hours are we doing these four times a day? <laughs> Wait, what constitutes this night? Right. Like you saying you get woken up. Like I know the first time y'all did it was before you went to sleep. You told me you got woke up three more times. And also it's the language she used when she said, I didn't get a night off. Is this sex slavery? Like, why she make it seem like she was not into it <laughs> with the language? First of all, completely speechless by this revelation because I don't really trust Larsa. She seems messy. She is messy, for <laughs> sure. I'm trying to be nice. But it was like, I, I forget which housewife said it. She's like, I wouldn't trust a word that came out of her mouth if, she, if her mouth is open she's lying like, <laughs> what <are her> <laughs> <laughs> But I, this was just fascinating and i was like i have to put this on the mic and just get like an understanding of what other people are feeling about this and obviously your thoughts on this ashley so yeah Four times a night. And oh, one of my favorite comments I saw this, I think, on the shade room. They were like, he didn't stop for the red light or nothing. <laughs> Clearly not, people. She said not a day off. Not even nobody had a headache. Nobody had a surgery. What about right after she had them babies? Because don't they have like four kids? You telling me you ain't getting no breaks? And it's supposed to be six weeks break. Okay. I'm yeah. sure it's an embellishment in one way or another, no matter what. Right. But they, it sounds like they had a very healthy um, sexual experience. So good for them. Well, you know, for the duration of the relationship. Yeah. So, but apparently it couldn't keep them together. So I don't know what that says or not, but I don't know. Well, there was one point in time when, who was it? Shawnee O'Neal said the only man who's faithful in the NBA was Grant Hill. So <gasps> there's that. That part. Mm -hmm. Maybe she was doing a basketball, basketball wife thing and was like, oh, I'll be your tenderoni to keep you from straying. I mean, she was young, like when she, she married him. So, yeah. Interesting. All right. Let's go ahead and, and get into our next quick headline. I am looking at people.com Gina Rodriguez and her husband Joe welcome first child together it's a boy I thought this was super sweet considering Gina Rodriguez has had a complicated relationship with the black community through the years because she she keeps making these gaffes <laughs> that are um let's let's just say leave something to be desired mm. her rapping on her instagram stories i remember loosely that saying the n-word and i think the the other issue was like i think it was like a colorism thing when talking about the afro-latina community mm. anyway do you think she named her son mateo <laughs> you know i ain't stick with jane the virgin quite quite as long as you because i was not remotely team michael so um that that it got turned over. around it turned I, around and i'm happy to hear that but it was a struggle for me because all the 
he's gone. He's not gone. Oh, they're back together. They're not back together. Like I felt strung along. And so no, it was stressful too. Yeah. When you were in it, hashtag, yeah. hashtag team Raphael, like always and forever. And but, low key, I just wanted her daddy. That's another thing. It's like low oh, key, yeah. I just wanted her daddy. Gorgeous so. man. Gorgeous man. <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I mean, super cute, super happy for her. It's funny that you put as the headline, Jane the Virgin, baby. Not not Gina Rodriguez, Worse. baby. Jane the Virgin, baby. <laughs> oh, in particular, I was like, Jane the Virgin had a baby. Yeah. Following Which, along with the storyline. as you know. <laughs> yeah. But I'm happy for her, though. Her and her husband are so cute together. They and are. Again, the fact that she was able to hide, they were able to help hide that pregnancy on her latest show, because I really had no idea. You know, very cute. Hopefully, she is enjoying motherhood bliss at the moment. So, congrats. Congrats. On to sad and shocking news. This is from the New York Times. Lance Riddick, star of The Wire, and John Wick dies at 60. A prolific actor. He starred in Amazon series Bosch. He branched out into video games like Horizon Zero Dawn and the Destiny franchise. Ashley, this one hurt for me. Like, I saw the alert and it just it borderline gutted me because I was not expecting it so it says here his publicist confirmed of his death and they did not cite any cause of death but he has had some memorable roles from the fringe the wire as I mentioned, the John Wick series. Ashley, what's your favorite product project from Lance Riddick? It's probably Bosch, just because I had just done a hard binge of Bosch when we talked to my friend Teresa Snyder, who was in our In Conversation series. So that's like the freshest thing in my mind. I think I told you I haven't made it very far in the John Wick series. I think I only watch maybe the first one, maybe the second one. I don't even remember if I watched the second one. And I I know I've never watched The Wire. And it's on my list at some point. I know. It's on I my know list people. too. I, I know. know. We're, we're in the same boat, Ashley. There are so many of those though. Like I couldn't get into Breaking Bad. Like there are so, I've still never watched The Sopranos. Like there are so many of those types of shows. But like I told y'all, I'm just getting into Snowfall. And I think Snowfall is about to be my show, but it's just okay. not my, like, that's not like, that's not my favorite genre of television. I get that's that. That's what it is, right? Monsters. So, yeah. And, like yeah. crime. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably Bosch, but I definitely, as soon as I saw the headline, saw his face, I was like, oh, wow. Cause I, you know, he's still so young. Like so many people are, are passing away, like in their fifties and sixties. And it's yes. like, what is, what, what's going on? Like, what is their, what is the, the, the health issue or what have you that this person may have dealt with that we just may not have known about, but it did help me to get a better understanding of him because I didn't know he was married. I didn't know he had children. So, you know prayers to his family throughout this loss but you know thankfully he has had some great outpouring of support I saw Keanu's what do you call it like 
They honored him on yes. the red carpet for John Wick. Yes. They all wore a blue ribbon in his honor. Keanu said that he was a beautiful, special person. He was a person of dignity and grace. And I just feel really honored and grateful that I had a chance to have met and work with him. My biggest um, thing that I really appreciate about Lance Riddick is his ability to have such presence on screen, even when he is a supporting character. Like he mm. was such, I mean, I feel like I was always drawn to him. He had that majestic voice. Uh, David is a huge fan of the Destiny franchise video games. And he, and every time we would see him in things that we watched, he was like, oh, he's the guy from Destiny. He's the guy from Destiny. So and I think the one thing that really made me sad is the fact that he was set to play Zeus in the new Percy Jackson series mm. that's going to be on Disney Plus, and that's major. I I love that series, and I, again, I know he had the regalness, you know, to play that role in a in a dynamic way. So. Rest in peace. I'm just I'm just so sad and praying for his family and friends. For sure. Our final quick headline for the day. Lots of changes are going on over at Dancing with the Stars. They first moved to Disney Plus. Lynn, who was the senior judge for many years from the very beginning, has left the show as of last season, season 31. Alfonso joined Tyra as host last season as well. So we had two hosts again. But now Tyra is out and Julianne Huff is in. Will all these changes help the show return to its former glory? Or are they rearranging the chairs on the Titanic, Ashley? <laughs> what a way to phrase a question. I don't think it's the Titanic, but I definitely do not think that there is the capacity to return to former glory, given the transition from broadcast to streaming. And mm. I know it's still performing in terms of bringing in an audience, but, you know, it's a paid service now. It's not free over the air. So, you know, it's just going to yeah. have an impact on that audience. But I think it's interesting that Tyra decided to step away after, what, three seasons? Mm -hmm. I probably will end up watching a little bit of the next season just to see what the chemistry is like. I didn't, I told you, I don't think I made it past maybe two episodes last season. So mm. I'll just kind of see what I think of the dynamics now and who the celebrities and all that is. Because let's be honest, at least for me. I don't watch the show for the hosts and the judges. I watch the show <laughs> for the contestants and for these amazing pros who are yes. out here putting together choreographed, ridiculously impressive numbers week after week. And when I say numbers, yes. I mean dance, dance numbers, people. numbers. Week and after week after week. One of week. my favorites, uh, Mark Vallis announced his official retirement from Dancing with the Stars. And for the OG watchers like myself, he was it he was everything mm. and the fact that he even decided to come back was a big deal um i'm actually sad that i didn't take the time to watch him this past season but 
Mark Ballas, Mark Ballas, Mark Ballas. Mm. So speaking of Mark Ballas being an OG, looking at Variety, Dancing with the Stars that Julianne Huff to join as co-host for season 32. She and her brother ruled the ballroom in its earlier seasons. Obviously, Derek being the winniest of all the professional dancers. Shout out to uh, Val, who came up in second place way too often. We love you. He always had the Black women, but he would do (laughs) amazing things with them. Shout out to Brandy. Shout shout out to Maya. I want Britt to win. That's who I want to see win a season. Shout out to Layla Ali. Oh, yes, I would love Brit. And by the way, her and her boo are somewhere on a beach somewhere. They just posted it on Instagram. It's adorable. Okay. She, like I said, was a pro dancer back in 2017. She won seasons four and five back to back, which was a big deal. She left in 2019. Um, I was going to be shady and say she left the show when she started dating Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> Sorry, a little chuckle for myself. But as we know, she's been in movies like Burlesque and Footloose, and she's even been on America's Got Talent. So I think she's definitely capable of hosting the show. Uh, my question is, is she going to be capable of hosting the show and not making it about herself? So- well, Tyra didn't, so... <laughs> Tyra made it a fashion show every week, (laughs) which I don't have any problem with. I like larger than life personalities on my TV screen. That's the point. It's entertainment, people. Uh, Entertainment. I appreciate you hitting that curveball right off the park with that. (laughs) So (laughs) we will see. We will see. (laughs) On to the hot topic so in the world of pop culture things are kind of kind of slow but i'm not gonna lie this law road situation his retirement is still kind of a big deal (laughs) as we discussed last week law roach is in fact retired in an interview he did with the new york magazine the cut he had a fantastic conversation um, with their editor-in-chief. And at the end of the interview, he said he is absolutely retired. She even went as far as to ask him, what, what happens to your former uh, clients? And he's like, they're going to have to find new stylists. <laughs> this also means, Ashley, there will be no Met Gala this year. For him, yeah. For him. I'm so glad you had this on the list, though, because otherwise I don't think I would have watched that interview in full, and I really, really enjoyed it. Wasn't it good? It was so good, because I didn't know, like, it's always nice when you've seen someone or admired someone's work to then get that in-depth about them as a human being, and so that's what it was for me. Like, I was so engaged, and especially him talking about his childhood, and when he's talking about things he wants to do next, I was like, yes, podcast, please. I would love for you to have a podcast absolutely it would be one of my faves absolutely and um he yeah he talked about how he's gonna lean into the personality side of things being a correspondent and doing podcasts we saw a little bit of that in legendary which i think he played the role very well 
But yeah, he's also one of the guest judges on the streetwear fashion show that I've talked about from HBO Max that I really enjoy. Oh, with uh, Offset? Yes. Nice. Let's talk more about this interview. So the hype. Yes, the hype. So one thing that the interviewer listed was everybody knows Law Roach in fashion. He won in 2022 the CFD Best Stylist of the Year. That's the Council of Fashion Designers of America. And his takeaway is, isn't it best to leave when you're on top? Do you agree or disagree on this logic? That's a good question. If you were Michael Jordan, who left and went and played baseball, I would say no. But <laughs> right. <laughs> I also know that there are people behind this talent and behind these personas. And again, that's why I said I really enjoyed this interview because to shed light on the fact that he had lost his nephew and that really sent him down a spiral of depression. And from a yes. work perspective, he didn't feel like there were certain people who recognized the humanity of why he needed time away. And so for those moments and those reasons, I totally understand it. Like even if you are at the height of success in certain ways, it doesn't mean it fulfills you in the ways you want it to. It doesn't mean it makes you happy. Now do I think fashion seems like it is absolutely him living in his purpose based on this interview. I do, but that doesn't exactly. mean that there aren't other facets to his point that he, that will make him happier and give him more flexibility and control over his life and his livelihood. Exactly. Because I don't think I would like it either. If I felt like I was always beholden to other people's desires yes. demands all of that sort of thing and not able to live my best life like when he talked about being on a plane and just finally experiencing joy I was yes. like I want that for you yes I don't even know you but I want exactly. that for you 1000 percent a common theme throughout this entire interview was him bumping heads with the gatekeepers of his clients, as well as the gatekeepers within the industry. So let's first talk about the clients in a very public conversation. Priyanka had shortly after law announced his retirement. She talked about having an unnamed stylist talk about her not being a sample size. Um, and she said it was extremely hurtful and that she cried to her family and her people because she's never had that happen to her. But in this interview, Law said, I never had that conversation with her and that it was hurtful for him that it got into the press and not have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. I think the insights that he provided in this interview was fascinating on like I had the assumption that he would have more interaction with the client, but depending on who your people are, For sure. that's just not the case. For sure. Because a lot of celebrities have so many people that circle around them mm -hmm. on a consistent basis. You have your assistant, you have your publicist, you have your agent, yes, you have, yes. and you just don't know, you have, you have the, the hangers on the, the friends, the family, the whoever's 
you never know what that circle is like celebrity to celebrity, person to person. So I can yes. only imagine that you have a lot of agendas. You have a lot of, um, yes. you know, folks who are wanting to insert their own opinion. So when he said the thing about people want to make me the bad guy because mm-hmm. it's what they want to say. Like, I was like, oh, I could totally imagine that. I could totally see that, that yeah. they would use you as like the scapegoat to get across their message. So, and. The one thing, it was slightly a throwaway comment, but he talked about, and I know this from following his work for most of his career, especially on his rise, he's worked with all types of body types. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it just seemed out of character for him to be like, oh, well, you're not a sample size. I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if that makes any sense. And he even said he worked with Anne Hathaway shortly after she had her baby and he worked with Tiffany Haddish and she um, he mentioned she fluctuated in weight and he said that when she wasn't a sample size she would buy her clothes so I almost wonder if it was a conversation about like spending some money and her team probably didn't want it to do that and it turned into something you know that's a great point Delora That's quite possible. Something much uglier. But so many, so many um, things. So I want to talk about the gatekeeping within the fashion industry. I didn't think about fashion from in terms of nepotism, but I'm like, duh, it makes sense, right? And he also made it clear that it's not necessarily about racism, but it's about what people who people perceive that they would feel comfortable working with, right? And so he is. it took time for him to enter this world and it took working with Zendaya as well as musicians like Ariana and Celine Dion to finally get his break. But, you know, this interview made me love Anne Hathaway even more. Oh, talking about she was the first big movie star that really um, gave him attention. But what really broke my heart was him not feeling validated by his own people in NAACP. BET. Yeah, because when he said that, I said out loud, he was like, I, you know, it would mean so much more to me if I would get that from my like if 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 I felt I don't know if he said I felt loved or something. And I literally said out loud, too, because I was watching on my laptop. I was like, but we do. Like, we exactly. do love you, whether or not the <laughs> powers that be invite you to the major black ceremonies. Trust me, we the black community who pay attention to any of those things absolutely you. love you. Like La Roche is one of the only reasons I even pay attention. As I've said it many times, I'm not a high fashion girl necessarily. Like I don't love certain looks that people think come down the runway and are stunning. I'm like, okay, but La Roche makes me like more high fashion looks than I've probably ever liked in a very long time. So I'm personally going to miss seeing what he comes up with but to his point if he does end up being like Zendaya's creative director or whatever then it won't be the end but he has had many looks that I'm just like damn exactly if only just one day I could get styled by you just one day Take change so my pictures. life <laughs> change, but that's change what, my life law but that's what a lot of the artists um actors or musicians end up personally reaching out to him and say hey if you are on my side I will get the the attention the elevation that's needed for me to go to the next level and he wants to be paid accordingly as well he's like I am not the same as a hairstylist 
or a makeup artist. I am a, you know, a storyteller. And yes. again, his his works are so iconic. So going back to his conversation of not feeling protected, I wanted to highlight that because once he went into his personal story and knowing that he was dealing with the mother who dealt with addiction and that he was the oldest of five, it meant so much more when he talks about not feeling protected and mm-hmm. having to fight his way through the industries. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? It was sad to hear that his mother left him by himself at like 13, 14 years old. You never know what people have gone through. That's why I said that's yeah. one of the biggest takeaways for me, just the ability to get these personal stories from him behind the glitz and glamour of the world that I've known him to be a part of. That's why I said I want a podcast because then you really going to get his personal directly in his voice. Um, but yeah, it makes total sense because we're all overcoming the things that are childhood <laughs> uh, exactly. that happened to us in our childhood essentially and shaped us in those ways. And for him to be abandoned by your mom, to be abandoned, not have a family, devastating, devastating. Amazing that he has done the things he's done given that some people don't overcome those sorts of backgrounds so i want to close this conversation on a legacy so when he discussed being inspired by rachel zoe and her show that brought such a smile to my face because i remember watching her freaking show she was one of the first celebrity stylists that you know you had to know where did she get that rhinestone trucker hat from? <laughs> I used to watch her show too, but can I be honest? She used to give me freaking anxiety, like nobody's business. Like right Why? between, because it just felt like everything was always about to be last minute. Don't know if we're going to make it on time. Don't know, don't know, don't know. But that's like, this is fashion artist. And that's, the, and that's the thing. I was like, this is not, that would not be the job for me. My anxiety <laughs> is through the roof just watching you trying to figure it out, man. I'm like Jason Bolden, him and his husband's reality show, because there was a different balance. I didn't yes. feel that same anxiety. But when I used to watch okay. Rachel's show, no, seriously, yeah. I, was like, I can't watch this today. Like, she's going to stress me out. So it's funny. We had total that. opposite reactions. That's so funny. Me I remember watching her show. Yeah. But I love that he found inspiration in that. And he talked about how the fact that he can be someone that the next generation can look to I thought was super inspiring what so we're gonna end on a fun note what's your favorite or iconic law roach look that come to mind that's an impossible question that is an (laughs) impossible like literally an impossible question I couldn't even begin to tell you it's gonna be something Zendaya wore probably Probably. at some point in time (laughs) but she's had so many iconic looks at this point she just even, I mean, let's, her Met Gala. Let's narrow it down. I was just about to say, let's narrow down to Met Gala. Her Met that? Galas are always, I mean, even the Cinderella look, because it was so unexpected, it was so whimsical, it was just, it was beautiful. You know what's funny? I loved that look. That's my least favorite. Interesting. I, I personally loved it, mm-hmm. but I could, 
It's too, it's too many. <laughs> it's an impossible freaking question for me. Zendaya stuns me 10, not, yeah. 10 times out of 10. No, but like whenever he works with a celebrity, I'm like, oh, you see it. You see it immediately. And ugh, it just works for them so well. So for me, my favorite Met Gala <laughs> look from Law that comes to mind would be Zendaya's Joan of Arc look mm, you like that wig though i ain't really yes, love that wig i did because it was on theme it was i love the wig i love everything iconic i'm trying to look back now like it's just too many <laughs> i mean the things he used to do with celine dion when she was um working in vegas hands down amazing he said that he also worked with Lizzo in the beginning of her career. Yeah, and I did hear him say that. I can see it. She used to be really cute, um, more quote unquote urban, right? When she first hit the scene. It's so impossible. Even her dress she wore to the Spider-Man premiere. I mean, come on. I'm thinking about the pink mold. I love dress. the pink mold. I'm thinking about the suit she wore. Her and Michael B. Jordan wore the same suit. Yeah. Even this look she just had at the CFDA awards this year, that red with the, with the like, um, I don't know if you call it bandage top, whatever you call bandu top, whatever you call that. She, it's just too many. It's too many for me. Everything stuns me. <laughs> like I'm gagged. <laughs> Legit. The, the young, the young say. I mean, so the things he's done with Anya Taylor more um, joy. <laughs> yeah she Anya always comes Taylor out looking great Joy, mm-hmm. amazing so i understand when he was like you know my clients were thinking about themselves i, I personally would have been one of those like damn like this is really Ooh, gonna that hurt green dress that zendaya won to the emmys in 2019 yes. yes this is really gonna hurt me to not have law anymore i would feel i would definitely feel it i would definitely yeah. feel it so but good for you if this is if this is for the best for you do you absolutely absolutely we love you we're rooting for you and i look forward to his work in fashion even though this um, sneaker collab he's about or he's gonna be creative director over whatever that is please a book deal let me know is coming looking Mm -hmm. forward to that as well so all right ashley what are we recapping for next week so I feel like we've been getting some new projects that obviously we're excited about because this is another new one. Fresh, thinking. fresh, fresh. But it's been out on these internets. People, the, the people are talking. It's spoilery on these internets. It is spoilery. <laughs> but we are recapping from the mind of Janine Neighbors and Donald Glover. Swarm, people. Seven episodes starring the Dominique Fishback. If you don't know the name, you're going to know the name soon. Because she is a star, honey. A star. 1,000%. Make sure y'all check this one out and come back and see us. Because there's a lot to discuss. <laughs> the first episode alone could have been a film, in my opinion. A lot of shenanigans. So that's the recap. We'll see you guys next time. Delora, love you so much. Thank you, as always, for a great Headlines and Hot Topics episode. I love you too, Ashley. Buzz, buzz, bitches. Woof.
Beehive, don't come for us because it ain't us. <laughs> All right, guys. Be blessed. Bye.